three talented sisters who are known as GFM have a sound that will literally melt your face off. And they also have a genuine heart to minister to those that are hurting. In just a few moments, they're going to join us to tell us what they've been up to and share with us some very exciting news about an upcoming tour that they have coming up in spring of 2022. Inspire Tees Company is a Christian-owned business that sells inspirational and Christian-themed t-shirts. Available in many sizes and colors, our tees are for men and women, and many are unisex in selection. Inspire Tees is a woman-owned and operated business as well, and Inspire Tees supports veterans, military personnel, and police. When you purchase a tee from Veterans, Military, and America category, 10% of those profits go to the Wounded Warrior Project. For more information, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Co. Well, welcome to the Raven Raven's Heart. Boy, oh boy, I've been off for a week and look what happens. Welcome to the Raven's Heart podcast and live stream. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, Ladies, we already have a comment from Jermaine. He says, we love you, GFM. So welcome. And I understand that you're kind of like on a lunch break right now because you're up to something new, a new project, and you're in California in the studio. Hey, can you whet our appetites about what you have that you're working on right now? Sure. We are in the studio right now. Um, We always make such like a big thing (laughs) and we're really grateful. We're really excited for this new project Um, that should be coming out next year. We can't tell when, but um, yeah, we're really excited for this opportunity. We are working with Barry. He's over there. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, are you going to tell the studio that we're in, Maggie? Yeah, we are in Secret Hand Studio. So if you don't know, the guys from A Perfect Circle, Jeff and Matt, they work here. They own it. They've created this whole giant place. And there's like a whole living quarters in there. So if you're like staying here, you can actually (laughs) stay here and eat here and wash your laundry and stuff. And then like eat, sleep, record, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's super, super cool. We uh, we explored it and we filmed a bunch for our YouTube channel. And yeah, we're just GFM project just number whatever. All the creative <laughs> whatever about. number this one is. Have you guys left the studio at all? Um, yes, we are eating so much food here. There is so many food places. And we are actually, to celebrate when we finish all the recording, we're going to get crane corn dogs. <laughs> so oh. we're for that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. And William Bell says, much love from Maryland. They're from Ooh. Baltimore. So, yeah. Hey, thank you for joining us. And wow, I'd love to see all that uh, eyeball up there with all those numbers next to it. Thank you for joining us on Raven's Heart. Hey, if you're watching us on YouTube Live, 
go ahead and subscribe. So it was about two years ago that I interviewed you all last. And that's when we had an audio podcast. And, you know, I, I do have to say this. The partner that I had doing the podcast, after we, after we got done recording, he said, save that. Save the entire recording, just the raw the raw audio that you have because they're going to do something someday. And I think you guys are, are really doing that and fulfilling what he said. But how would you say that uh, GFM has grown and changed the most in the past two years? Um, there's so there's like several categories, I would say. <laughs> so with our music, I definitely feel like we have matured yeah. and just been able to um, like get out our emotions and like between each other into music better. And so it's been really cool to see the progression in that, especially in these songs. I literally cannot wait to get them out there, but Maggie would kill me if I didn't. <laughs> I like snuck any information out. Um, I think we've also progressed in like Team GFM as in mm -hmm. a whole. We have seen so many new people join our little community and everyone from different aspects, whether it's from our Twitch with gaming or from our TikTok with our dances that we do <laughs> or our vlogs from our YouTube channel. So many different people coming together and just being able to grow our community and see everyone in person at shows as well. It's really cool, especially when we do those big like crowd photos. It's like, oh, oh my yeah. goodness, yeah. our little, little group has grown so much. Yeah. <laughs> That is so cool. And we've got Jackson. He says, hello, GFM. And uh, we also, boy, I, I really appreciate coming in. And Steve, he says, uh, the song Bones is a banger. Keep on <laughs> keeping on. And we're going to talk about that in a few moments. Let's talk about, let's rewind a little bit to a little bit earlier in 2021 with your release entitled, Where Were You? Can you tell us what this song is about? Yeah, so we usually with our music, we try to keep things very upbeat and very like poking fun at life, poking fun at things and taking life on with this like sassy outlook. Um, and just we we feel like if you can keep yourself laughing, things don't hurt as bad. Um, but at the same point, we do know that serious things do happen in life and we don't want to just ignore those because they don't just go away if you brush things under the rug. And we did have somebody who was a very big part of helping us become a band, helping us do like our first photo shoots and first like graphic designs and stuff. He committed suicide a few years ago and we were on tour when we found out it happened and we were, we knew things had been pretty rough for him and we didn't hundred percent know like, Oh, well, I don't know. Like, should we say something? We're kind of young. And this is like some adult, like, was he going to even listen to us? I don't, it's not really our place to say something. And, but at that, like once that happened, we were like, why didn't we say something? And they held this whole lantern ceremony and there were so many people who joined the Facebook group and then showed up and so many people lit off lanterns and we couldn't go to it. And we're like, where were these people when he was like in his worst place? He was like crying for help, basically, and nobody was there for him. And so we mm -hmm. wanted to write a song, not not only to call out ourselves and like people today who are just sending like, oh, sending my thoughts and prayers on a Facebook post, but just to remind people like there's so much stuff that's going on that people don't talk about and mm -hmm. you know just one conversation could change the outlook of somebody's entire life and you know sometimes it's hard to reach out to people and to let people know that you're struggling because you know we want people to think we're perfect and don't have anything wrong with us and so it can be scary to be like hey I don't know if I want to be alive anymore like that's a really big thing to like tell somebody so we've had conversations with a lot of people and our encouraging them to say 
if anything, send a text to somebody and say, can you check up on me because I'm not doing the best. And so that started so many conversations for so many people. And we're meeting people years later who didn't think they would be alive the next day. And they're still here because of stuff like that, which is super, super cool. And it's, it's an amazing opportunity we've had to be able to reach people like that. Yeah. Suicide is a, and I'm sitting here just thinking about it because with a lot of the work that I do outside of here, I do have a full-time job as well, actually a couple jobs. And I have to work with um, young people and they talk about suicide and the attempts of suicide and, you know, just it's a reality. And it wasn't that way when I was growing up. I mean, in 2017 to 2018, the statistics show that just in that year, even before the pandemic, suicides went up between, uh, young people of the ages of 10 and 24 by 50%. Why, why do you think that this is such a prevalent issue among young people right now? Um, I definitely, it has to be with that, like putting that perfect persona out mm-hmm. and just promoting yourself mm. because if you have this great life and then people can be like, oh, I wish I want to be like them. It, I don't know, social media created this, like we have to push that out and yeah. live the best life so other people can be jealous of that. It's a very twisted kind of mindset mm-hmm. that is out there, but it is relevant and it's true today. And it's not just young people too. We were playing festivals um, this past summer and it was of all walks of life, different cultures, uh, different um, ages. genders, ages, uh, different, like everything. And people are coming up to us and we're like apologizing us and saying that they try to take their life and they are sorry that they failed us. And it's like how, uh, it just made us so angry because it's like, don't ever apologizing or apologize that you got through something. Like yeah. you took that step. It's not our music. It's not our platform or who we are. Um, like putting us on a pedestal, like, no, that was you making that decisions. And like, we were thanking him, we were hugging him. It's like, no, don't ever feel sorry for like getting through something like that, or even dealing with that, because it is a known thing. And kind of like, one out of five people, they deal with this stuff. Um, I would even argue everyone deals with some sort of, um, uh, like, not mental illness, but either with depression or anxiety, or or just uh, stress or insecurities, just uh, from our daily walks of lives, the stuff yeah. that are in our circle from relationship uh, wise or job wise, just trying to make a living or just be alive anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so just making it where it's not idolizing it, but it's normal. So let's yeah. talk about these mm-hmm. things and let's hold our hands and not act like we're perfect yeah. and like shaming people for being and like trying to help themselves. Yeah. I think that's um, another thing is mm-hmm. because it has become sort of a not a well way, but a normal way of people dealing with their depression or their anxiety. And unfortunately, I feel like people aren't fighting as much for like to put effort forth with people. And they kind of are just like, well, it's too far gone. I give up helping them. Well, either that or it comes from both extremes. People are either so it's so taboo they don't want to talk about it or it's glorified and joked about and 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 it's become this Mm. new joke that especially kids our age and like on apps like tiktok the whole joke is like oh well i'm just gonna kill myself or like stuff like that if there's a minor inconvenience and it's become so glorified in that aspect through tv shows and stuff that it's become a monster of itself that it didn't used to be it's such Mm -hmm. a normal way of thinking of escape that now people don't realize how much it'll truly affect not even like yeah, it's your life, but also the people around you, how much it affects like the world you live in and how much like people will miss you. And people have kind of taken a step away from that and just are like, 
kind of completely normalizing the mm-hmm. act. And it's mm-hmm. really sad to see that the numbers are going up and shooting up. And yeah. not only that, but with any like really mental health um, problem or issue, the numbers are shooting and people kind of don't really care. <laughs> I mean, it's spoken about, but there's not a lot of actions that are done to help it. So we, we just want to create a community that it's open to talk about and we're not here to judge or we're not even like sometimes people just want someone to listen. And so mm-hmm. we'll be that year. We won't always like we'll ask, like, is it OK if we give advice or is it OK if we you know try to help you? But if you just want to rant to someone or just want someone to listen, we're here for that, too, because yeah. that's also very important. And we want to just create that atmosphere that it's OK to not be OK. We just it's not okay to stay there. So mm-hmm. we want to be there with the people while they're down and we want to try to help them, encourage them to get back up. If there's somebody that wanted to reach out to you that maybe is watching this live stream or this podcast, how can we, how can they get in touch with you? So we run all of our own social medias. We kind of grew off that too, where we have a discord. And so just like, can you explain kind of what discord yeah, is? It's another um, app type thing that is basically a giant, group chat with anybody okay. that can join. And mm-hmm. so that way we have tons of different people. Like I think there's over a hundred people in there now, which is, is really crazy because we didn't think anybody would join our discord. Um, but there's different sections, different hobbies. People like to talk about different like meme sections where you can just <laughs> post all the things that you think are funny. We have a section where people can post all their dogs and stuff, but we also have like a prayer request section or mm-hmm. a section where people can go to if they just need somebody to talk to. So, so it's not just reaching out to us, but we've right. created this, Oh, it's a family. So if we're not available, so like we're out here recording now, it's, oh, I feel comfortable with a group of people that we have similar interests. Let, I can trust them. So we're building not just, Oh, come to me but come to us, yeah. a group yeah. of people. Right. It's not just GFM, but it's team GFM now. So, but we do run all our social media. So we have like yeah. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, I have my own personal Facebook. Yeah, we have a Twitter. Like, so <laughs> Some people have we Twitter. have so many platforms that <laughs> uh, it's all under the GFM band. Yeah. And, and we run them all and yeah. we make sure that we try and get to every question or DM or message that we can, every comment. And mm-hmm. we never want anybody to feel like we are just kind of ignoring their messages because we really, we try to get to every single one that we can. Yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate what you're doing and some of the things that you're hitting upon, you know, with the pandemic and with social distancing and quarantining, the f- fabric of society kind of dissolved, the fabric of community really mm-hmm. kind of dissolved where you would find that support. And you really truly have stepped in. You've taken a step forward in faith and in courage to build a community when we have this issue that's going on. And, you know, I, I'm not, you know, um, diminishing COVID at all, but really this, you know, suicide is a pandemic that is going across the country right now. So, I mean, as you were saying, you know, all walks of life, all ages. And I really appreciate all the comments that are coming through. This is the most comments I've gotten during a live stream and I can't keep up with them all. So please go ahead and I'll go through later on. And the ladies, they do have to get back to work this evening, back on that new project. So let's take a quick look at uh, a few minutes of this song, Where Were You? And I want to talk about that. I got a couple questions about it too. So this is GFM with Where Were You?
is what I call, wow, you guys have grown in the past two years. I love the complexity of all of the melody, different melodies being interwoven together. Uh, I noticed that. I was like, this is a really mature sound that you have. And I like stuff with, you know, this is what I like. It's got everything in it. It's a, a potpourri of beauty core. Beauty core potpourri. Um, I want to talk about the video for a minute because I'm really fascinated by it. The visuals in this are just awesome. Uh, you did it in a castle. Uh, where did you film this? So it's about 40 minutes from our, where we live. And well, it's in St. Augustine. And it's yeah. this 100-year-old castle that this man, like, or family, that they hand-built. Yeah. Like, actual concrete like seashells from the, from the beach, from the beach. um and he made it and it was it's been a church for a hundred years and he's just this like crazy cool hippie guy and it's like <laughs> so sweet and he let us use it for free um so uh, it was just really amazing and Mackie always wanted to have these big ball gowns yeah, and I was run like, through I want a castle to run through a castle at one point in my life <laughs> with a giant dress on and we're like let's do it for this video why not <laughs> <laughs> So basically, that castle was in your backyard. That's the GFM castle. Yeah, and yeah. that's the first time I've ever yeah. been to it. It's like we, um, honestly didn't even know it yeah. was there. <laughs> you know the whole like Batman, the Batcave, and it looks like this like fancy house, but underneath it, there's all this bat stuff. Like that's our GFM lair. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. And about the dresses, the colors—they just pop in the video. And is there a reason why you chose those particular colors? Is there a symbolism, or is it that you just like that? color um mine was my favorite color <laughs> yeah <laughs> though because we did film that video and then i edited it um and so it was a lot of symbolism of just like having it kind of be a like dark atmosphere and obviously the topic is a darker topic and then have like a pop of color and a pop of brightness to be like mm. a little unsettling like why is it so happy to with such like, like why a, is it so pretty with such yeah, a like topic topic like this and it's everything else is so dark why is it sticking out so we just kind of wanted that little bit of an uneasy feeling while you're watching it like kind of emphasize like when it's something so like deep and serious like this could be completely covered by something like oh I'm so happy and it's all so pretty and mm -hmm. it's kind of easy to fool the eye and so we just wanted to make sure that symbolism was out there as well. Mm -hmm. You guys are so deep. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about GFM is that you have substance to what you're doing. You're not just, you know, doing music and you're not just, you know, out there trying to make a name for yourselves. You're really doing something that is worthwhile and there's a lot of thought behind it. And I really believe God is going to continue to bless you as you do that. Lulu, I have a question for you. <laughs> and watching you in that video, you remind me of Jeff Moon from The Who, the drummer for The Who. Just your style, your oh intensity. How many how many drumsticks do you break and drumheads do you break a year? 
a year? I thought you were gonna say a show. So I'm like, oh, one or two. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you break a lot of drumsticks. Because <laughs> you break them during shows, but then you also break them during practice. She also or- she was running on two drumsticks. Oh no, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, three drumsticks, and we like had, like, three. four more shows, and we were, like, Lou. And then we were in, like, we just started, Lou. like, a two-week tour, and she's like, I don't have drumsticks. And oh. so we had to, like, drop ship that. Or, no, we don't think we ended up dropping I them. used the homie's drumsticks. Yeah, the rest yeah. Of she had to use, she then, had to borrow them. Because people end up, up stealing them. Like, they'll run up yeah, to her and then take them. Yeah, so many drumsticks on tour. Dude, okay, there's this, okay, short, short story. We played a festival, and there was this guy going around asking for drumsticks, and no problem, like, with people asking for drumsticks, whatever. I, personally, my thing is if I break it, I'll throw them out. If not, I probably am not going to hand them out because I'm not sponsored, so they are expensive. And plus, um, you already didn't have a lot. Plus, I did not have a she lot. Ha- she's running on So <laughs> I had them in my backpack, and somehow this guy got to my backpack and took the drumsticks. <laughs> and she came back. It was empty. He was still asking for drumsticks. I don't. Like he took all four of her. I last guess he needed them. I guess he needed some drumsticks. But yeah, that's how I got the three drumsticks left on that tour. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is an interesting story. I did not know that that would unfold that way when I asked you that question, but that is that is absolutely fascinating. So I want to talk about um, the song that you just released the video for, Bones. Can you tell us a little bit about that song? Yeah, so that song actually started out just as a joke in our living room. We were trying to come up with stuff to write for, which one is that one on? Operation Takeover? Mm-hmm. Operation Takeover. So we were trying to come up with stuff. And Lou was just, like, singing the chorus like a campfire song, though. And she was, like, going through the list of all the different bones you could break. And so she's like, I'm like, mom, my back, mom. Like, just going down the list of all the bones you can break in your body. And then we decided, we're like, okay, that that was really dumb. But the first part sounded really cool. So let's keep that and make yeah. it into a thing. And, and it's just become about this person that it could be a – like romantic relationship it could be a best friend relationship it could be a parental relationship um just any like family member or anything like that anyone who has hurt you and has secluded you off to where you are cut off from everybody mm-hmm. and um it, it, it takes you kind of off guard because you know you're you're blind at that point because you're like oh this person loves me i love them so much like they would never do anything to hurt me and then you realize a year later you don't talk to anybody that actually cares about you anymore and the only time you talk to anybody is that person who manipulates you the whole time and hurts you and then they leave you and And you're left there with nobody to the core (laughs) yeah and just isolated and there's nobody there to help you and you feel like you have nobody there and we've talked to so many people who have been in that situation um with their parents or with um a romantic partner Mm -hmm. and it, it really does just tear you down because you gave up everything for them you gave up your family you gave up all your friends everybody who like had the best interest for you who might have been telling you no the whole time you gave it all up to be with that person whether it was with your parents or um with a romantic partner or with a best friend or with somebody like just a random roommate that you moved in for college and stuff and you know it when they leave you (laughs) there's nothing left and Mm -hmm. you feel like you've hit rock bottom and it is so important for those people that you have left behind for them to be open and to welcome you back with open arms and to let you know that it's okay to come back because that's something that keeps people from going back a lot is either, Oh, we'll just hate me. So I'm not going to go back. Or sometimes we end up being too prideful to admit that we're, we were wrong and we don't want to be like, we don't want people to tell us, I told you so. And so you don't Mm -hmm. want to make the effort to go back. And, and it's so important for the family and the friends to be very accepting and non-judgmental and, you know, 
talking about it when the time is right, but letting them heal first and then being like, listen, man, what were you thinking? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have to realize as a community and as a human society that the only way to move forward is to not uh, get walked over because like people will make mistakes and like people will use you and like mistake, mistake, Mm -hmm. mistake. But if we hold grudges and yeah. we hold pride, then there's going to be no moving forward. Yeah. There's going to be learned the importance of forgiveness and, yeah. and communication. Yeah. yeah. It definitely takes a lot of work. And at first it's going to be seem like you're letting people walk all over you or you're just letting people get away with stuff. But at the same time, you know, what did Jesus do with the woman at the well? He didn't go and like stone her. He, he brought like, to light he, like, what he, she did. Yeah. He brought yeah. to light what she did. And then he said, go on to know more. Like, I have, I have nothing against you. And the lady that everybody was stony, he turned them all away and said, well, if you have no sin, then you throw a stone at her. And they were all like, I don't know. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, like, I can't do that. <laughs> and he said, I don't condemn you either. Like, go on to know more. And it's this aspect of, I'm accepting you. I know what you've been doing. This is what you did wrong, but it's okay. We can move forward from that. Mm-hmm. Let's be better. And it's something we've struggle with ourselves and had to learn how to communicate with our own family. And it's what's made our bond as sisters so strong. It's what made our family strong because the music industry does tend to chew people up and spit them back out. And you're like left like all in a weird shape and you don't look like you used to anymore. And so our family, it's, it's very, we're very glad that it hasn't torn our family apart, but we've had to learn a lot of lessons of mm-hmm. how to properly communicate, how to properly, you know, like keep each other in line because it's hard having a business with your family, but also having a music business with your yeah, family and understanding that level, understanding that true grace, which is love and truth. Like, I'm not going to love you too much to watch you die, but I'm not going to give you too much truth to watch you run away. So mm-hmm. it's a fine balance. <laughs> you know, if I knew this stuff when I was your age, I would not have gotten as, in, as much trouble as I did. My life would <laughs> we not get have been trouble. as much We mess. definitely get into trouble. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You know, something I'm learning from this though, just talking about how many drumsticks and drumheads Lulu breaks and then her, her song about breaking all the bones. I have learned that I am not going to mess with her at all. <laughs> no, listen, the funnest time we've ever had, we went to a rave room and you literally get, they give you like glasses and glass plates and a microwave and a mirror and that you give like sledgehammers and you go and you just break stuff. And it, mm-hmm. it was the most fun we've had in such a long time. <laughs> you just, it's such a release and you just get to take things and throw them at the wall. And it's been crazy. <laughs> that, that, that does sound like fun. Well, we had uh, a viewer. He just said to us that the bones video is absolutely amazing. Uh, it's Jackson. He said that let's take a quick look at a few, uh, about a minute or two of that. And I want to talk about a few things on that as well is this is bones by gfm
the energy that you bring to the stage is just unreal. And I mean, it's just so intense. You guys, that that is the best way to describe you is intense. Now, I have to do this, and this is probably one of the most appropriate times to do this. Those of you that have been following Raven's Heart and Lithos Cry know that our mascot is my Boston Terrier, Mac the Metal Dog, and he approves everything that we play here. And yes, Bones, of course... <laughs> gets the oh, Mac, the metal dog goodness. seal of approval. Now he thought the song was about something else when I told him what it was. And he started licking his lips and getting a little bit, uh, a little bit excited, that twitch in his eye that he was going to get a Scooby snack, but uh, he loves, he loves bones. What is it that you guys enjoy most about performing on stage live? Uh, it, I definitely have to see like the crowd reaction, but creating that energy with Maggie and Lulu, like we have our own special kind of language, like we have our signals and, uh, just kind of like cracking jokes on stage. <laughs> and when we try to see how much we can get away with on stage without the audience knowing what we're doing, like I'll turn around and just be talking to Lou about dinner later or like talk about video game stuff. I can always come back to my uh, drum set part. I mean, the run. No, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> yeah, our dad gets upset because he sometimes stays like backstage or side stage and he sees us talking to each other and he's like, what are you doing? Focus on the show. It's like, we're focusing. We're just talking. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. That is so neat that you're able to do that, that you're free enough to do that and that you're not so stressed about what you're doing. And I think that adds to the power of what you're doing on, on stage. And Jennifer, she describes you this way. She says, intense on stage, the coolest and kindest off the stage. Best way to describe GFM is uh, you guys are intense on stage and you're, you're in doing an intense work for the Lord, both in the music that you're doing on stage and what you're doing for people who are hurting. Now, one of the things that I really do, I, I love this about GFM, is the irony in the, in the visuals that you use. And let me pull something up here because I, I think this is just great. This is kind of the way that I think sometimes. This is the artwork that went along with oper the EP Operation Takeover. Look at this. Now, we see here, it looks like a Sweet Barbie Dreamhouse and Sweet Barbie <laughs> Dolls. You know, it looks like we're going to listen to some uh, nice, nice, uh, nice pop music here. And then when you take a close look at it, it looks like you guys are trying to take over the Barbie Dreamhouse. Now, what is the symbolism here? Or is this just some repressed childhood thing because you didn't get the Barbie Dreamhouse for Christmas? What's going on? No, our dad was very supportive of us when we were young and would play bars with us, but then when the heads would pop off, he would duct tape them back together. And so well, we were, or we would take them and then like you would attach them to the ceiling fan and then we would like turn the ceiling fan on and watch them fly. So it, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely about taking that, you know, the American dream and just kind of opening the curtain to it and realizing how much, like exposing how fake it is and how much there is, that can be different and how you don't have to follow the status quo to, you know, be successful in life. And you don't have to look a certain way and act a certain way and dress a certain way to be one happy in life, but also to be considered a holy Christian. Like we're trying to yeah. let people know, like there are so many different avenues to where you can still enjoy life and also be like glorifying God in that way. And it doesn't have to be, like this boring, like repressed thing, like being a Christian should fill you with an eternal joy. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time, but you can come to life with a different perspective and 
see the bigger picture and you're able to take a step back for a second. And you know, that has helped us, you know, kind of open that curtain and say, Hmm, maybe this American dream isn't what it's all like led up to be, you know, like, there's, there's so many other things that you can put your effort into that will help you be successful in a lot better ways than just following what the stereotypical successful lifestyle is. <laughs> And that is really walking, not according to the course of this world, but walking according to the course of what Jesus, the way that he wants us to walk. It's the total opposite of what we think. And you guys have probably noticed this, that a lot of people who on the outside that we think are achieving the American dream and life is just a bed of roses for them, they are absolutely miserable. They're, they're never fulfilled. It's always got to be more. It's got to be more. And you're absolutely correct. The only person and the only thing that can really truly fulfill us and make us happy is Jesus. Totally. We have to take a quick 30 second commercial break for our sponsor this evening. And when we come back, I want you to share with me the big news about the tour that you have coming up in the spring. So can you stick around with me for a moment after this uh, commercial break? We will be right back. And we are back. We are back. So big news this spring, you guys are taking to the road. And it's not just a small tour. It's a big one. Give us the details. Who are you touring with? What's this all about? Yes. So we are going on tour with Fozzy. We are actually direct support, which is super, super cool. Um, And also Crash Karma and the Nocturnal Affair. They're going to be on that tour as well. And it is a full U.S. tour. We're going all the way west. We're going to California again. We're going to Nevada. We're going to lots of places we haven't been in a long time. We're going to Maine. I don't know if we've ever actually been to Maine. Um, so it's freezing all the way. Yeah. And it's in, it's March, April, May. So, well, that's still, us Florida girls are not going to be very happy in those Northern states. I mean, it's spring. So the snow should be melting. No, it's then. still snow snowing. It's going to be snowing. Still be snowing. <laughs> but we're super excited to go on that tour and we do tour vlogs every tour we go on. So we're excited to see. We've got a lot planned. A lot of see, big things. Uh, all the tour footage. Footage because there are shows like basically every night. So yeah, it's almost every single night. Um, and if you don't know who Fozzie is, it's Chris Jericho's band. He is the famous AEW wrestler. So I'm going to get him to teach me how to, um, flip people and I will do it on stage. The last night of the tour, I will flip Chris Jericho. He has nothing. <laughs> I, I will make that right now. If no. it doesn't happen, no. I don't know what's going to happen, but it will happen by the end of the tour. <laughs> Ask him how to do a face buster, a neck buster, or the pile driver. That would be really, really, really cool. Just keep Lulu away from that for us, please. Um, <laughs> then there's also the classic, uh, the folding chair. Bring out the folding chair. <laughs> so where can people find out about the tour and the tour dates and, and all that so that they can be there? We have the tour poster. It's posted all of our social media. Everything is at the GFM band. Um, we have all the tour dates and ticket links and stuff on our website, thegfmband.com. You can find it all on Fozzie's website, all, all his social media. All the event pages are uploaded on Facebook already. So if you go to our Facebook page, make sure you click on the ticket link, buy your tickets and RSVP, click that you're going on the Facebook event. Um, and they told us to let everybody know that you need to buy tickets because some of the shows are going to sell out. So if there is a show in your state, um, make the drive. Come see us because it might sell out. And there's a chance that it will sell out. And we want to be able to see as many people there as possible. And we want to see you guys. Specifically Team GFM. Yeah, we want to see Team GFM, especially if we've never played in your area of the country before. We are also doing VIPs. So 
if you want to see an acoustic session by us, we've got um, new merch stuff that we are giving specifically for the VIPs. Um, they're on our website, veggiefamily.com. You can go to the merch site and you just let us know what date you're coming to. And yeah. And Chris Jericho also has VIPs if you want to. I don't know if he body slams people or not, but, you know, <laughs> might be cool. Might be uh, worth a shot buying oh, his VIP no. too. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of, lots of things you can buy. Lots of cool stuff that can come with all the stuff you can buy for tickets and VIPs and everything. And it, it's going to be a super fun time. We've got um, lots of people coming on the road with us this time. Our, both of our parents get to come. Um, we have a guitar tech that's coming with us. And we have someone home coming with us to run merch. And she's super fun. So we're excited to have a bunch of people with us and just get to know everybody. It's going to be really fun. What a combo. I, I love Fozzie. It's a great band. I love Chris Jericho's voice and I, I just love everything that they do and have it paired up with GFM. That is going to be a powerful, powerful show. And yes, don't be surprised if when you go to Maine and the Northern States that there's still snow on the ground in May. Oh, I, I, I grew up in Connecticut and there were times I'd go back up for spring break in April and there was still snow on the ground or oh, it would just melt no. Yeah, before I'd come home. Hey, it's fun, but make sure you get some, some lobsters up in Maine and uh, enjoy the enjoy the lobsters up there. So <laughs> before we close, we're getting really close to Thanksgiving. And can you guys just share with us something that you're thankful for, especially through 2021? Um, I would definitely have to be thankful for... Um, I want to be specific. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm thankful for Maggie and Lulu. <laughs> but... <laughs> Specifically, where we are at as sisters today is so different from like even last year. And so I'm grateful for our progress with our communication, being open with each other and being understanding with each other. Because obviously we're all like we're different. We're not like three twins or three twins. Three. What is the <laughs> triplets? Three triplets. Like we all think alike and we are aliens. Like, no, we obviously have all like dislikes. She's called triplets aliens. <laughs> No, I'm I'm saying so that we're like not symbiotic, yeah, creatures. <laughs> but we're all different human beings, and being together constantly, uh, like we're living together in, the, in one room, in one room for, for two whole weeks. Yes, for two whole weeks, and that is a struggle as three girls and as well as family. So you can put up a wall with uh, with friends, but your sisters, there's no wall. So to overcome that and not hate each other. It's a big, it's a, a big accomplishment for us. So I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> I don't, I think I am most grateful right now for just everybody supporting GFM. Um, not only just our fans, which has supported us from the beginning and support us in ways that continue to blow our minds. We're like, oh my goodness, I didn't know you could keep supporting us in that way. I thought it only got to a certain point. But um, even people who are just now finding out about us, either because of the tour or um, just anything, like they're just randomly fighting us. Just the support that everybody has shown and helped push us and helped grow and everything that's going on in the background of people we've met who are fans of GFM, who are helping us in the business side of things. I'm just super grateful for all those opportunities that God has brought us because you know it is very hard work. And um, sometimes it, it hurts when you don't see things because you think you're supposed to reward. You're like, why are you not rewarding me, God? I'm doing all this hard work for you. But it's sometimes God is saying, like, you, you need to be patient. You need to be humble a little bit. And you need to work on yourself before I can give you what you need. Um, so I'm just grateful for all the opportunities God has given us and just the ability to be patient and to continue to work hard for what is coming. Um, I was just going to say, I'm 
thankful for uh, opportunities that God's given us because there's been multiple times where we've been praying for certain things and um, whether it's with GFM or in personal life or like for people around us, um, it's been really cool this year to see all of the prayers like being answered and some of them not answered yet, but just in a work of progress. And it's cool because prayer is powerful and it's kind of a thing that we forget how powerful it truly is because we are talking to like our father. And so he cares for his children and he, we're told in the Bible that, you know, we ask and it'll be answered. And so whether that's a yes, no, or a wait, like it's, it's been really cool to actually sit there and think about the answers instead of just like, Oh, hang on. This is this. Okay. I'm gonna go on with my day. Like actually sitting there and seeing things happen and seeing prayers be answered and seeing, um, especially with a lot of like the COVID stuff, seeing like people getting better and like praying for people and for situations that they're in. It's been really cool. And I'm really thankful that those opportunities happened and we're able to either strengthen a lot of our faith or just kind of give us encouragement to keep praying and keep going. I am really encouraged to hear the way that you speak, just the way that you say things, your, your degree of thankfulness. It's not just the general, like you were saying, Hey, I'm thankful for my sisters. There, there's depth to it. And it really shows to me that depth of the walk that you have with the Lord and the Lord, I believe is going to continue to bless you as you continue to pursue him. I see for you, this tour that you're on is, you know, the result, the fruit of prayer, the fruit of you learning how to communicate with each other and as you continue to do that, the Lord is going to continue to bless you because you're doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it for the people. You're doing it for the, those who are hurting that need to hear the message. And I am very, I am thankful for the work that you're doing in cutting across the grain and being bold and stepping forth in your callings. And that is just to be commended, especially at such a, such a young age, the wisdom that you have. I really appreciate that. Uh, before we close tonight, ladies, do you have anything else that you would like to share with us? Um, definitely keep following us on our social media at the GFM band because we have a lot of big things coming. Um, we had a lot of everybody excited because we're like, we have announcement one. And so we announced the tour and then we had, we're like, announcement two. And so we announced that we're in LA working on new music. But there are more big announcements um, that are coming very shortly. So definitely stay posted for that. It's really, really big and really, really cool news. Um, and we're, we're just excited to share it with everybody and to continue releasing music and going on tours and all kinds of cool stuff. May the Lord continue to bless you ladies and enjoy your Thanksgiving. Are you going to get some downtime? Yeah, we yes. should. We should be home. I think a day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, good. Well, next week uh, during Thanksgiving on Thursday, we always live stream on Thursdays. I will not be here. Uh, we're taking the week off because I'm going to be getting my drumstick on off of a turkey and enjoying that on uh, on Thanksgiving. So, hey, everybody, thank you for joining us, ladies. Thank you for joining this, this evening and uh, hope the rest goes well in the studio this afternoon where you're at still. And we're going to call it a night here. And until uh, December 2nd, when we come out, uh, come back on. Everybody, peace out and rock on. Listen. Lithoscry.com